Ladies and gents, you are with Adrianosaurus, uh, the coach of Livin' Tavita Loca. I'm here with you on a Monday evening. Um, we had some Monday night footy this week, which is kind of cool, you know, with the um, you know the public holiday today. Uh, and yeah, it was a big upset, the old Bulldogs over the Dragons. Um, but I'm fresh five minutes after the the close of play. Um, I'm going to cover tonight um, some of the talking points. There wasn't really huge things to talk about in this round. I did actually miss a few uh, games. You know, I kind of spent a bit of oh, you know a bit of time out this weekend with social engagements, and um, so it's probably going to be a bit less whingy person, Adrian <laughs> Adrianosaurus, this week. Um, I'm hoping to get a guest on as well to talk a little round 17 and run home strategy, which is, you know, the really important thing right now. Um, I think for teams, it should be everybody's focus. Um, we'll talk about the scores for the week. I think um, it's a really important time to start to think about, am I getting what I need out of that player? You know, do should I be looking at them instead of blah? You know, like there's something... This week that happened in a game being that Simmonson went to fullback, it looks like a completely different prospect. And someone like Laurie, who's, you know, getting 20s, you know, every second game now at fullback, who's obviously peaked in price, um, maybe you could sell him before Simmonson, who's around 17 player, you know, something like that. You know, plans change. You need to know what... Uh, What's what people's scores are, you know, the things that happen in games like Wade Graham getting knocked out again, probably looking some time on the, the sidelines. Now, that makes a, a really juicy possibility for someone like Talakai, who's an absolute friggin' weapon. So, it really, um, it's time to start looking at scores and, and people who you could bring in for 17 in the run home. And we'll talk a little bit about that with my special guest when uh, we get them on. Uh, in the, the beginning of the, the pod, I'll talk about the big talking points from the round. Um, some big news, I guess, not a whole lot of super coach uh, relevance, but Boyd Cordner's called time on his career. Um, yeah, he was a good player, Boyd. I mean, being a Raiders fan and probably going down in that grand final and that, and I, I wasn't the biggest lover in the world of um, Boyd Cordner. Um, but, you know, I admired him as a, as a player. He was wholehearted and he was a really good leader. Um, and I think that he gave a hundred, hundred percent every match. I think that he effect, he obviously did have a real positive effect on players around him. So all the best to Boyd. Uh, I'm sure he won't be lost to the game, but he was a really good player, um, and gave it his, his, uh, all, um, other things that I noticed this round was the crackdown is an absolute bloody piece of garbage. Um, you know, felt nearly takes someone's head off, I think, and he, he, he stays on. Hetherington, someone gets ankle tapped and falls into him. He gets sent off. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sent off for Hetherington. And then obviously the Chargers have come back and he, he's not. So they basically sent made a team play one player down and he's not even going to go to the judiciary. So that's an absolute balls up. And and the whole bunker that uh, and, and the ref uh, that should be stood down for that decision. Uh, Proctor, the other day... Like he, he, how, how is that not a, a ten in the bin? I, I don't know. So, I mean, what they did at Magic Round, what we're seeing this round is nothing like what we saw at Magic Round, and it's now just become this really weird, inconsistent things. Things that should be a, a sin bin are not a sin bin. Things 
Are people, someone's getting sent off for something that was barely a penalty. Um, oh, mate, it's it's absolute mayhem. It's crazy. Um, and look, I don't think you have to worry about, you know, you're holding someone like TPJ. You're always like, oh, man, is he a send-off or a, a 10 in the bin worry? Yeah, sure he is, but they're so inconsistent. He might just skate by, you know, who knows? Um, we had some injuries in this round. Um, we had Wade Graham, which was one that I mentioned in the, the little opener there. Um, he, he's had some real troubles with concussions. Um, and you know, it looks like in the early diagnosis is that he's going to sit some time out, maybe four weeks, could be even more. Um, it's really going to be interesting to see where the Talakai comes in to the second row, which makes him a, a really big target, I think. Um, or whether Teague Wilton, um, that's who it was, eh? That played there earlier in the year was the good cheapie. Um, you know, I don't know. He, he's been out of the 18, you know. He hasn't even been in the top 17, Teague Wilton. So I think Talakai might get first cab off the rank. That's just my guess. And, I mean... He, he's got to be a target, I think, you know, for around 17 and maybe the run home. A forward, you know, can you can you pick him in the centres? He's Jewel. So, you know, Jewel, and you can pick him in your centre wing. He, he, if he gets that starting gig in the second row, the price is 420k. Whoa, he, he's a big prospect. But Wade Graham, another HIA, not ideal. Um, and, you know, it looks like it could open the door for either a Teague Wilton or... Uh, a Talakai. Um, it looks like CHT, Chanel Harris Tavita has torn a peck. It looks like he might be out for the rest of the year. I know that some people were targeting him for the round 17, um, but it doesn't. He's, he's, he's done. Uh, Coates was a late pullout with the Hammy. I don't think anyone owns too many in the way of Broncos now anyway, but and he, he looks like he's only a week, um, you know, so he'll be this round or, or next. I don't think it'll affect him and Origin. Um, there's been whispers about Reese Walsh for Origin. was something that I heard on the socials this week. Um, I don't know if I like it. He's only played five first grade games. And we do know he's talented. But, I mean, surely... I mean, I've penciled in here in my talking points, you know, um, where I talk about Origin. I mean, surely Ponga is back, you know, and... If Pong is back and, and Val goes to the... Where, where are you putting Reese Walsh, you know? I, I don't know. I just think he might be a bit green around the year. Let him let him start next year in place of RTS and play the year at fullback. Um, but there is whispers that he, he could be on the bloody... You know? <laughs> on the on the targets for, for Queensland. Um... IPAP and, and, and Munster, mate. You've got, you've got uh, the knee to the head for IPAP and... You know, poor old uh, Ryan James got a week for his knees. Uh, how is IPAP getting away with a fine for that? And I mean, that's huge. People are versing in head-to-heads against IPAP owners. If you're not an owner, then you want IPAP to get a week for that. And he, he did say bloody well should have. How is that knee not a week? It's 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 a dog act. Munster, two games, two kickouts, and it's still a fine. I mean, how, when when is it not a fine? When is it a week? I don't, I don't get it. Munster's obviously, you know, had a couple of rough old weeks, you know, Origin and, and whatnot, but he played pretty shit the other night as well. Lash out with the boots and it's just a fine. I don't like it. Um, Sivo's getting a week. Um, I think he's lucky there. 
um, to get a week. Um, but he, he'll be out, and I don't know what his ownership is, but people have definitely have him. Um, <laughs> I got a little bit of a request to the inbox this week from one of the listeners who were like, uh, Ada, tell us something about you that we don't know on your podcast. Do it, make it a weekly thing where you tell us something about you, and I never really thought of that, uh, you know, to say something about me. But look, I'll tell you a story about me. And you can, just for this one listener, there you go. I've, I've at least done it once for you. Um, Ado is actually a very um, particular, clean type of human being. I'm actually a bit of a stickler for cleanliness and a lot of things gross me out. I have a very, very, very weak stomach. So, look, every relationship has, uh, you know... Someone does a certain amount of jobs or, or does the certain particular jobs and then someone else does the other jobs. Like I do cooking the dinners and I wash the dishes and I vacuum the floors and my partner picks up the dog shit on our walks and she scoops the dog shit in the backyard. She gets rid of all the dead things. If we find a dead bird or a lizard or anything like that, she has to do it because I have a very weak stomach and I will vomit if, uh, you know, if I go anywhere near any of those things. Anyway, one morning she she came and she rushed inside. She, she'd already left for work, but she came in back into the house 30 seconds later. She was like, look, there's a half-eaten dead possum. The dogs have got it. It's on the back lawn. I've, I've got to go right now. I have no time to clean it up. You need to do it. And I was like, I cannot do that, Kimmy. I cannot pick up a dead half-eaten possum. And she's like, look, just grab a double bag of two plastic bags, just put it over the top of it, and then pull it up into the bag. Boom, there you go, tie it off, and it's in it away. You're just going to have to be a brave boy and get it done. Anyway, I, I was just like, it took me like half an hour, 45 minutes to muster up the the, the, the intestinal fortitude to go out and do it. And I got to the, to the possum on the grass out there. Um... It had like guts and brains and all sorts out. It was like half eaten by one of the dogs. Uh, and, and I proceeded to vomit all over said possum and, and the grass because it grossed me out so much. So I've got vomit and dead possum and plastic bags. So I followed her instructions where I put the open part of the bags over the possum to pick it up. And when I did try to pick it up and just let it pop in the bag, like she said... Uh, the tail of the possum fell out of the bag and landed on my arm. So you can guess what? Adrian vomits again and drops the bag. So I vomited twice all over my bag and arms and feet and, and the ground and dropped the bag again. So on my second attempt to pick up the possum, when I'm all covered in vomit, uh, this time when I went to pick it up, its head, which has got like brains and tongue and mouth, fell out on my arm. And I, I vomited a third time. So I was having no luck. And at that point, when I had vomited three times and, and I kept getting in touch with dead possum, I just like raged out. And well, I'm, I'm a little ashamed to admit what I did. I like picked up the possum the, the third time, like just grabbed it with my hand, like scrunched it around the tail of it, you know, and th through the bag. And well, let's explain. Is it, it would be like, the hammer throw, if you're a bogan, but I did it with possum. I just raged out and threw this possum like, over my fence. And I reckon I even cleared the next neighbor's fence. And I've just hooked this possum over, uh, in, in a rage. I couldn't pick it up because I wasn't going to risk 
get that on me again. So I did the the possum toss, and uh, uh, the the Bogan Olympic sport, and I threw this possum and just <laughs> and ran inside and hid inside till the girlfriend came home. So I'm not a, not proud of that story, and I, I mean I don't know what was on the end of that possum wherever it landed and what kind of carnage it did, but I, mate. It didn't happen if I, in my head, I just turned it off and I, I didn't do that. That didn't happen. It wasn't me. And I went on with my life. And uh, that's a story about me. Adrian has a very weak stomach and the possum incident. And, and it really, ooh, it knocked me for, for six, that one. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy that story. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever do that again, but you got your one story to find out something about Ado. So there you go. Alright, last week I got 9.15 in the buy round, which was pretty good. It saw me go up 933 spots, which I was sort of hoping for 1,000. I went up to 3,357. We do know there was some carnage this week with a lot of players getting rested and whatnot. And I was even up against some people in um, head-to-heads this week where they uh, had 16, 15 players. Um, So, you know, last week I made no trades, so it got me up to my three trades um, saved, which I think was essential planning for the run home and 17 um and this week i was able to field a 17 um you know the the, the only worries for me were having to play i had to play you to kamano um and you know i was always actually because i'm a raiders fan i heard that simonson was going to fullback and I played him. I played him confidently. I felt like he could get at least 50, and I was hugely surprised by how well he did. Um, but I, I'm on 1249. It looks like um, that's going to be my final score. I don't have any players in the Bulldogs or uh, Dragons players. So 1249 is going to be my finish score for the week. I think about um, 1100, maybe 1125 might be the half of the week so i think i'm going to see some green arrows there for sure 12 just a tick under 1250 um look i can't i can't really be a big whinge about any of the scoring i did catch a replay of the um storm game and i thought that heinz was robbed like 20 odd points but look he's updated now and he got those points back in the earlier game i sort of thought maybe there was a little catch and pass that went to burns and Cody Walker was jibbed a, a, a try assist, but I've seen those, you know, last week the flick pass from Maddo didn't get a try assist, you know, but this catch and pass from Burns does. I mean, I don't know, but anyway. Um, so I think I'm going to see some green arrows at my 12.50. It's got me currently, I was up against, I was in one tight one there where 12.49 to me to he's 12.45. Here, here, Thompson just coming home with a wet sail to run over the top of me. Thank God he went off for the last three minutes. But i got a four-point lead on him. And if not, I'm going to win my 10 out of 10 for the leagues. I'm going to see some green arrows. I'd love, you know, when you plan for buys, like I plan for round 13 and 14, you know. And, and look, you know, this is it happens to people. You, you might be able to field a good by number but because you've carried in four nuffs or whatever you know or you, you you didn't plan properly and you, you you know or you just got you know you were just unlucky and so there's plenty of unlucky people out of there that really suffered hard this week you know like we thought out of that panthers game that at least a couple of them would play you know um what were my trades for the week i actually had a really good trading week i 
did get rid of Nofaluma. I think he's not the Nofo of old. Um, I went down to Alex Johnson, and, and it, look, Alex Johnson, he can get 20s too, like Nofo is getting, but he goes those big hundreds. And, you know, the run was irresistible to me for the bunnies. Um, and I brought in um, Alex Johnson, and he, he absolutely cleaned up these three tries. 124 points, so that's a, that's a trade success. My other trade was I got rid of Liam Martin. I know that he was backing up um, from Origin, but he was not going to be a run-home person for me, and I kind of actually made the decision last week that I'm not going to run Lolo in the run-home. I think that, I mean, even though he's getting the minutes, it just doesn't seem like the kind of dominant Lolo scorer, you know, that he used to be. Um, and I picked CHN. Now, CHN got a 50-odd, a 56. Um, yeah, 56, but he did lose 15 minutes with a HIA. So I expected he probably would have been about 70, which would have made that a great buy as well. But I'm, I'm okay with 56 from him. I've got two numbers for the round 17, and I'm happy to run home with both of them. So 12.50, I think he's going to see some you know, rare, uh, green arrows for me. Um, Origin. So, oh, mate. Paul Green coached uh, Queensland team in Townsville, pl- played a little bit like the North Queensland team in Townsville at the end of Paul Green's tenure, don't you reckon? Mate, they got flogged. But I'm not here to talk about Origin, although I'm a New South Wales supporter and how good with Turbo and bloody um, Latrell. And, mate, it was it was an absolute ripper. I think uh, Queensland is going to be hard-pressed to win any games this um, series. But, look... Do we think that Ponga's going to come back? Uh, Papa Lee will definitely come back. And yeah, there's been the names like um, Reese Walsh, who some people are actually targeting for round 17 um, and maybe the run home. But, you know, he's a smoky for Origin. And I think Papa Lee definitely comes in. And Ponga, I mean, he hasn't even got back in for Newcastle. So I don't know what the status is of him, but you'd have to think, surely, Ponga comes in and takes... um, takes a fullback spot. Well, I didn't think Val handled it at origin level very well, to be quite honest. Um, for New South Wales, I think there's two names, you know, why would you change something that's so successful? But you'd think that Angus might be a chance to come in for Liam Martin if, and wouldn't it be a bloody, like the highlight of your year if Angus missed and they didn't go with him for game two and you could pick him in, in round 17. That'd be awesome. But, you know, the only person I can see, I think Tarek had such a wow of a game that he's not going to lose his spot. So it could be Liam Martin that makes way and Angus comes in on the bench or maybe he starts and and, and, and Sims goes off the bench. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's 100%. I think he might be 70%. But surely, I mean, it was, it was just suspension. I mean, but I mean, why would you? I mean, you'd be pretty miffed if you got dropped after a 50-point flogging of a team. I don't think Paps gets in. To origin, I mean, he's uh, I've, there's been reports now that he's he's due back for 16, so that's interesting news for Heinz owners because you've got one more week with Heinz probably, and then he goes to the bench, and you know you, you could probably get enjoy one more last hurrah, or you could move on him next week and utilize that money um, to your advantage. But it looks like they're slating Paps to be back for for round 16, and um. You know, I mean, Whiten wasn't outstanding in Origin, but he didn't really get heaps of time. And whether they punt him and go with um, Paps, again, it's just a winning team, and I don't know how many changes they are going to make, but I think those are the only two possibilities. Uh, 
Um, the great scores for the week. I'm just going to go through game by game. The ones that stuck out to me that are people who won, you know, people already own and people who, uh, you know, options or you might already have in for round 17 in the run home. Uh, in game one, DCE had an absolute ripper of a game. 148, a uh, good score. Uh, I don't know how many people would have had him. Maybe if you were ballsy and you did chuck the old, um, you know, cash in clearing money, you might have him. But uh, Garrett got 106. Uh, he played at fullback, so he looked pretty good out at fullback. Um, Lawton, a lot of people bring bringing Lawton in. I think he's trapped personally because surely they're getting troops back. I think that... There's actually talk that Josh Schuster may not even be right for next week. But look, Lawton got a 76, so even points alone and, and making a bit of cash, it might have been a, a good move. I just hope people who did it had lots of cash to spare. Drinkwater, a 77, and the Hammer got a 70. In the next game, Ronaldo Mulatalo got an 84. He's an interesting prospect. I, I don't know whether he'd be an origin chance as well. He's Queenslander, but and also, like, you know, there's a lot of people talking about options for you know around 17 and i don't know what his price is but he, he's definitely someone who you know he's a little competitor and he likes to get over for a try uh sj 79 he had a lot of touches in that game he's kicking goals um i think sj you know he's gonna get your 70s and 60s and 70s minimum um and that that run for the sharks is great so i think next week a burton to sj could really be on the cards for me but yep seven two seventies in a row i think i've seen enough you know to to bring him in uh in that corresponding game good old burton got 108 so i'm gonna be able to sell him on a high but i tell you what he was on one point at half time fucking hell I was shitting myself, just like, why did I hold him for this? But he came out and had an absolute bloody maniac second half and got to 108. And, I mean, I was on the socials throwing plenty of shade Burton's way. And, I mean, they were disastrous, Penrith. And, and that Tyrone May in the halves, you, they've got to make it, you know, hopefully clearing all of them are back, you know, this week. But you can't put you can't put uh, Tyrone May in, in the seven anymore. Um... In the... Oh, yeah, Appy got a 73 as well, which I thought was a good score. Uh, in the next game, Fogarty got 150. Ooh, big, big ton. Um, I don't have... Not, not many people would have him. Ikevalu, 170. He looked great in the early parts of that, that game, and he's definitely a, an option. I mean, if you don't want to go with Tupu, you know, like Ikevalu, he can find a try line. Tino, he got a try, I think it was, 78. I mean, if you're a long-suffering Tino owner and you, you held him, uh, enjoy that 78. You bloody earned it. You deserve it. Um, Angus, an 87. Good score. Oh, I'd love to have him for round 17. JWH, he played the full 80 and a 79. I don't know. Like, he's in the 400s, you know? Like, could you, people are bringing in Takiyaho, you know, or AFB. I don't know how many 80-minute games he can play, but he's not... The worst as a pod. I mean, you know, woo, 87, good. I mean, 79, good. Walker got a 69. He's, <laughs> mate, he's in the wars. He, he won the game for him, though, but he, he's hurt his other shoulder. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, he, he's definitely someone who can score you big. But, I mean, the injuries. The injuries are such a worry. <laughs> Brian Kelly, Mr. Glue Hands himself. He got a 70. Peach got a 69, which is pretty good. And Marju. We get a 64. You know, the old, the big unit on the wing for them. I think he's going to hold that spot. And 
do they play the next? Oh, no, they don't play the next buy. But he, he's still cheap, and I don't think you'd actually be buying in people that don't play uh, 17. But it looks like he was that mid, mid-year. mid Like, he's been he's better than Tane Milne, although Milne might be a 17. But he, he's, he's a bloody weapon. Uh, in the next game, in the next one, Alex Johnson, AJ, 124. Now, look, it did take three tries for him to get there, and we all know that he's a yo-yo, so next week he could go out and get a 20, you know, no tries. But AJ and, you know, Sivo and, you know, you get an, an Anno car, you get these people who are yo-yos, and, you you know, over a six-round period, they'll get 400s and then 320s, you know, like... He he'll you got to get it when they're on the run, and I just brought in AJ because I like the matchup, I like their upcoming draw, and I thought there's going to be some tries on offer for him, and and sure enough, he got over the try line three times. Um, Cody Walker seventy six, uh, good score. I thought he might have you know been owed a try assist, but look, you know it can go both ways there, and usually it goes to the center. I just thought the centre all he did. I mean, you could have had a kid from under 12s do what Burns did. You could put an under 12s kid in Burns' position there, and that's how good Cody Walker's drawing of the defence and pass the ball was to just a catch and pass. You probably get a 12 year old in there to catch and pass just what, what Burns did, but give him the try assist. <laughs> Far out. Uh, not much in the way of good scores there from the Knights. The. Jacob Safidi, 67, and man with a 66 was about the best I could find for them. In the next game, Simmonson at fullback. Now, look, I've always personally thought that Simmonson, look, you know, he played rugby sevens. He's actually really fit, and he, he didn't even look like he broke a sweat out there. Look, he is one of those players, I think, that is better suited to fullback. I think that on the wing there, he was, he, you know, he, it's it just wasn't suited to him, and... Uh, he had a wow of a game, 116, he put on a whole bunch of great attacking stats, and I think he's a hold, if you've got Simonson, I think he's a hold for 17, I'm going to look at selling other people, and he may even be a buy at fullback, I mean, you can get a look at him, you know, this week maybe, if you're not convinced, but I think he's going to be a good fullback, I think he's going to get at least 50s, 60s, you know, in the in the back at his price, and um, he bung out a one sixteen. Look great. Uh, Papali'i came back, uh, you know, from his suspension. Nice with the ninety seven. Tomoko, eighty three. He could be a little cheapy option for you. He looked really great. He had like a big, powerful run to get through there for a try. I think he might hold his spot as a Raiders fan. Uh, TPJ, I've got him in there for a sixty three in the front row. Just as long as you get over sixty. And Lodge, for that reason, and uh, 61, I put in for the good scores. Um, Mamalo in his last game for the Warriors got over for three pies, 105. Um, I don't think anyone would own him. Hines got an 87. He did update. He was my captain. Um, I just went the captain him. I vised Cody Walker. It just looked like the best options for me. I could have gone Gutho, but look, Hines 87, Gutho 95. Uh, and originally he was 20 plus points shy that I'm glad he updated, but he, he's going to probably be back on the bench after, I mean, you got round 16, so you get him for next round, you could sell him this week or the next and you get one more game out of him. Be interested to see what his BE is going to be. Um, 
but it looks like Pat's coming back. And look, I'd just be keep your ear to the floor. I mean, Hines legitimately is a hold, and he can score you 70s, the minimum, even if he's not having a super game. Um, and he, you just keep him until bloody Paps gets back. Grant with an 83. He's, he's, he's a target for me, especially when you look at the scores I got from my two dummy halves this week in Watson and Braley. I mean, I know he's got origin, you know, there, but I just want to snafu him as soon as I can. Um, the cheese is good for people. I mean, cheese just keeps on giving, doesn't he? 80 points. Nicarima got a 73. It's going to be the Nicarima show now that uh, CHT is out and he... 73. RTS got 66. He went back to fullback for the week, but I think uh, Walsh is back. Eisenhuth, I know a couple of... I think maybe Wilfred got Eisenhuth. 79. Not a a bad score, but look, I don't think his position in the team is going to be improving as the weeks go on. I think it's going to get worse, but you'll probably flick him on. Uh, A lot of people are just going to carry Hughes right from 13 and and make him your, your backup half. He's a good scorer, that Hughes. He's got a lot of attack in him and 71. Uh, after 320s in a row, I was happy to get a 64 out of Olam too, so I put him in the good scores. Um, in the next one, Moses, 112. Good. Gutho, 95. Good. Thought Gutho. You know, Gutho just doesn't want to go get hundreds, does he? Ipat got an 85. Uh, Nathan Brown, 77. Dylan Brown, 64. Little. I don't know if he's still holding Little, but... He's been scoring well, 69. Uh, the OK scores. Oh, no, hang on. I, I got the last game, didn't I? Anyone score well in that bloody Bulldogs versus Dragons game? Oh, Avarillo got 103. He looked really good today. He just cut him to shreds. How's that? Dummy. Fuck, they all fell for that. I mean, anyone to fall for that. Just, ooh, he's got some attack in him. If he was consistent, you know, they gave him a fair go in bloody first grade. I think he'd be a good player. Uh, Adam Elliott in a 91. Not too bad. Luke Thompson with 58. You know, he's meat potatoes, but he gets the job done. Um, and over the other side, it's really nothing, mate. They had a shocker. Ben Hunt, 12. Oh, anyway, I'll get him in the bad scores. But, um, yeah, Andrew McCulloch, 63. Probably all in tackles, really. Okay, scores. Someone who is on a lot of people's radar for 17 and maybe the run home is Ramian. Got a 49. Telekai, I put him down as an okay score with 34, but he's a huge watch for me. With Wade Graham out, he could be a, a weapon. If you could pick him in the center wing, he's playing in the second row. So watch out for team lists and see if he goes there. Uh, kick out, got an all right score of 43, but I mean, there's been some lunatics that had kick out and I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be playing him. Uh, JFH, I mean, a lot of people own him in the front row. He got 49. Crichton, Got a 54, which is okay. Barnett, 47. Braley, 56. Uh, I've got CHN in there with his 56, but that's got a 15-minute uh, HIA in there. Hass with a 56. RCG with a 50. Yutikamano at the price, 39. He's just like that real slow burn cheapy. Like, he's going to make his BE this week. Uh, Lucy with a 46. Um... Braley fifty six, you know, like and and uh, and it was a you will get down to in the shit scores to Watson, really out of character for him. But you two, you want one hundred and twenty from your two hookers, and you know if you can, if you're getting sixty from both combined, it's something's no good. And 
you know, to get to Grant from one of them, Watson or Braley, is, is got to be on the cards for people because, you know, it's just 30 points this week. And just the way that he, you know, old mate O'Brien, his back row this week was Fitzgibbon. Uh, oh, who's the other guy? Brody Jones and Suaso Sue at lock and starting Barnett on the bench. Yeah, congratulations on joining Mensa, hey, Anthony or Adam O'Brien. You're a genius, mate. But anyway, uh, I, I can't hold him. I'm, I'm going to be looking to get him out next week. You know, could get to Tohu. Um, you know, from Barnett. Uh, the shit scores for the week. Burbo with a 24. Saab no, with no turbo. 26. Uh, Lolo got a 42. I don't know if Lolo's the buy. I mean, at his price. You know, he's got the pedigree of years gone. But, you know, do you bring him in? You know, like, I don't know. Stains got a 20. If you've still got Stains, you deserve everything you get. Um, Momoroski got a 31. Val got a 42. It's not a worst score, but it's not a fullback score. If you're getting fullback scores of 42, you know, it's not, a, it's not, not, you're not going to be happy about it. Fafita, you know, Big Dave, a 47. And I know it's backing up from Origin, I guess, but, you know, he's not at 115. Dave's price is going to be real juicy, but, you know, at a point soon. Uh, a lot of people brought in Sawali. The time was to go now because of, of his BE. He got 32, which is not bad, but, you know, it's not a 50-plus. Tupanua, a lot of people had him, have him for a target. And obviously, with the boy Cordner news, you know, he, he looks cemented in that spot. But he only got 36 in 80 minutes of football. A lot of people brought in Tane Milne because they thought that he's a, on, you know, in that South team with a good run. And, you know, he's he looks to have cemented that spot over... Um, Josh Mansour, but he got a 14. Uh, Watson with a 34. He played the full 80. Trell backing up from Origin got a 48, which is not huge. CHE obviously did that pack. He got a 7. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard someone this week say that they liked the look of Montoya. I couldn't disagree with you any heavier than that. It's a 28 from Montoya. Uh, Munster with his little kicky kicks. I'm having a tantrum. 30 points. AFB is a watch for me in the front row, 32. But he did have limited minutes in his comeback. He's still going to be a possibility for me. Karen got a 49. And a lot of people held him through the injury. Maddo, oh, unbelievable, 39. I think he only did 50-something, mid-50s minutes. Um, but a 39. You know, like, it's not what you want. Uh, no Faluma 26, I sold him, I'm glad. Laurie 21, I mean, he's getting some 20s. And, you know, Laurie to, if if uh, the old beast of gets gets that way, Graham spot Talakai, maybe he's an option for Laurie, you know? It's like, I can make money off that. Tupu, obviously, but Blue with a 14, and you've got to get rid of him. I've still got him in my team. Uh, Dewey, 9. Oh. <gasps> If you had Dewey in your team, I've got a, a feel for you, bro. And, and, and sis, you just, oh, the nine's got a sting. It's got a sting you. It's really interesting sort of to look at those um, scores. I mean, oh, sorry, I didn't get the last game, did I? Some shit scores in that last one. Ben Hunt, a lot of people had taken him when they did the downgrade. 
Dufty, after his heroics last week, had an absolute fucking bludger. 22 points. I'd be, I mean, well, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets dropped after today's performance. I mean, he's, you know, he's not going to be at the club next year. And uh, he's, whew, you know, 22. He's just had a Barry today, an absolute bloody Barry. Anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. So, you know, you know the teams that you've got coming up on the next buy. So, looking at players like Saab, how he... Because in 17, Saab's going to have no no turbo. So, looking at what Saab does when there's no turbo and getting a look at... I mean, Suwali's still buyable after this week. He'd be in the low 200s, you know. And, you know, players like AFB I'm interested to look at and, you know... There's going to be some Warriors, maybe, like O'Karen, or, uh, you know, a lot of people looking at Walsh. So it's good to... Oh, you wouldn't have got Walsh this week, but it's uh, over these next coming weeks, I'm going to pay close attention to it. I've got written down my plans this week. My plan, even with people pulling out and that, I just stayed to my plan. It was no phone to AJ, and it was um, Liam Martin to CHN, because that just banked me the coin that I need this week to go... SJ, you know, Burton to SJ and to go Barnett, get him out of my fucking team finally and get him up to Tohu. What did Tohu get for the week? Was he in the average scores? I don't think he had a huge game, Tohu. I don't even know if he would have made his BE. He got 57. See, Tohu doesn't know how to get a shit out score, does he? But he got a 57 on a break even of 112. Tohu is going to be such a sexy price next week. I'm getting him. Just get him in. He's uber consistent. And if you're good, you've got to go, oh, that's a bad toe score. 57, mate. What a champion. Um, so, you know, I mean, write your plans down and that. But uh, anyway, the next bit that you're going to hear, I'm going to bring a guest, another guest on the show. Um, and we're going to talk about round 17 and run home. I'm going to just fire some um, names at him of the popular people that everyone's sort of thinking about and some alternative names. And I'm getting him to rank him for me. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, yeah, get them, target them, or that could be a great pod, or yeah. And one, you know, obviously, fuck them off their shit and don't get them. You know, so the, the next person on the pod will be that guest. We'll also talk about the Turbos Hammies, because they're a member of that Turbos Hammies. Uh, and we'll cover that 17 and run home strategy, because if you're not targeting now run home 17s, that should be your top, top of the list for you, you know, but... Um, you know, other names of people that you could think for 17 of the prices, right? Or the BE or it's a pod. We'll talk about those and we'll get their, I think their expert opinion. They're, they're an expert to me and we'll see what, who they think and what they think of them. So back on in a sec. Hello, I'm back and I'm here with my special guest. It's Kane, the coach of Dr. Kando and, and my co-creator of the dead set. Awesome league the turbo sammy's cup how are you kando i'm doing well mate yourself yeah yeah not too bad um having a good last couple of weeks i mean obviously the buy and i mean round 14 is always hot a hard prospect in itself we'll talk about scores but um yeah no i'm good i mean we were just talking off air about monday night football it's a bit weird i think if you're ever going to do a i mean when they were doing the schedule and they knew that origin was on they should have made it a bumper game you know like the titans game or whatever yeah some, some more importance than a dog's game. Yeah, but it was good for the doggies to get up. Uh, the Turbos Hemis yeah. Cup, we, we both created that. I think it was a pretty... It's a pretty cool thing. I think 
you're the heart and soul of the Turbo Sammy's Cup because you do most of the posting and you do all the all the grunt work and, and all the efforts and everything. Actually, 98% of it is you. And, <laughs> and all I did was have an idea. But, I mean, look, it's been great. And, I mean, it's a really hardly fought uh, comp. We're in eighth position overall in the leagues, I think it was, last week, weren't we? Yeah, the league's sitting around about eighth. We were up around about second, about three or four weeks ago. We've had just... A couple of slight little drops each week back to eight. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes this week considering scoring all over the place this week. Uh, I'm seeing people in 800s and I've seen a score in the 1400s. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's a bit wild this week. Yeah, I think I think about 1100, maybe 1125-ish would be par this week. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you scored above that, and depending on where you are on the ladder, but I think you can have some green arrows. Yeah, for sure. I, I think... If you get about that 11, 11, 25, you'll hold, hold rank anything above 1,200 and you'll see green. Um, so I know you from the Bijan Game Day League and um, we you, you come on as a guest and so do I. Tell us, tell us something about yourself so everyone knows who you are because I'm sure they see you in the community a lot. You're a very helpful person in the community and you come on the Bijan Game Day and now we've got the Turbo Sammy. So tell me something about you. Yeah, well, I, I've been playing Supercoach for a long time, uh, over 10 years now. Uh, I generally kind of poke my head into the social media side of things, not too heavily. I, I do have have to get through life as well. Yeah. You could get you could get sucked down in the rabbit hole and spend a whole an entire day answering questions and things, which uh, guys like yourself and uh, Whisperer have to do. <laughs> Yeah, we, I do get a lot of DMs about questions like that, but I think on there you're a, a good, um, uh, I think you're like the voice of reason for a lot of people, because I think if you rationalize things, you know, some people just get, you can tell they're getting getting out of control with themselves, and I think sometimes you, you get them back to ground earth. <laughs> I, I do try to, any time I'm posting anything, I do try and keep the even keel. I want to try and make sure that there's, there's no... Uh, like I, I want something to happen, so I'm gonna say that that it should. Yeah, uh, I, wanna, I mean, I do that. Have a bit. that really neutral position. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I've got a bit of that in me. I've got a bit of that. I'll admit. But I mean, you always do say to me, just wait for updates. And you know, like this weekend, I was out all weekend, and then by the time I got home, I had all these notes about things I was complaining about. But all the updates came through, and that all, all of them fixed everything yeah. I was complaining about. Yeah, and I think and that that's a good point. message. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, look, they're only human, so they're going to make some errors, I think. And, I mean, I don't know, like, sometimes they're just inconsistent, and if, as long as they got... It's like everything, even in rugby league, we just want consistency, but um, some of them, so I guess... The video of how they actually do the live score? Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Like, they even be close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... Have that concentration, pulling the numbers, and have another guy just punching all the data straight in the computer... Yeah, and I mean, I think sometimes a howler is going to slip through the gaps, you know, and, and um, you know, like the IPAP offload and try assist there for that one a few, you know, a month ago or whatever. We're going back there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't believe that. And, well, clearly got a 40-20 that never existed. But, I mean, there's a few of them. But, look, that's just the nature of the game. <laughs> I actually do remember probably, well, it would have been a few years ago now, Jack DeBellin got a similar um, line break assist try assist from an offload at about the 50 meter mark where someone's caught it flat footed and then run through and you got the <laughs> assist on that take. Yeah, I mean, run through like a whole yeah. team. Yeah, crazy. But I mean, yeah. look, 
I think, uh, I, I mean, I actually, the last two weeks, the, they haven't done any updates until the Sunday or the Saturday, maybe? Did we get updates yesterday? No, it was all done last night. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't mind that altogether because it makes me stay calmer. Like I just I'm like, all right, well I, I got through the first update. I knew all updates were done till the final game today. You know, it just made me stay calm. Yeah, but you know, we kind of need them all to be done at the same time each week, even if they're all done together at the same time, just so we all know when they're going to come through. I know. Well, there's having one game through really early one week and then no games done till Sunday the next week. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes there's been weird ones like a Friday game's updated before a Thursday. Now, that's fishy. But the other thing, too, is that kind of actually, if you've got any AE nightmares now, because of the way the updates are going, looping is, you just got to, if you're going to loop, you know you're taking Laws 10. Like, you've got to do it knowing you're getting the 10. Because you can't wait to see if it's going to update or if the, if the, I mean, if you were thinking about looping Hines and you were going to, Captain Gutho, you wouldn't have looped Hines until he got his update because he was down thirty points lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes you're that. You're not going to loop an eighty odd anyway, but um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's more AEs popping up now with like Turbo getting a game playing ten minutes at a time. Yeah. So there's few looping at the moment. Yeah, and there's some bloody awful scores out there too, like single digits from those players. All right, now, the Turbo's Hammies Cup. So, you know, I've actually had two two wins in a row in the Turbo's Hammies. This week I was up against the great man that is Brent from the B-Jown Game Day. How fitting that we're, you and I are talking to each other. I was up against Brent, and I've dead set. I've, I've wrestled him. He's got fucking rolled. I got him 12.49 I'm, I'm on for the week, um, and all my updates are done because I had no one in the last game. But... Brent got a sub thousand. He's nine sixty eight. So I've I've gained some points in the Turbo Sammies. What about yourself? How's and, your uh, week? I, considering like I'm a Schuster owner, I I had guys like Harry Grant and Junior Polo who I was unsure of. I had late inclusions of Aramea and um, Suwali. I've kind of escaped the week this week and managed an eleven oh three. Yeah. I did happen to take on the Kuma Stallions oh, this week Jesus. to pump out at 13.26. Yeah, Kuma Stallions, <laughs> I, I Tim Williams. <laughs> and all right, cool. Yeah. yeah, well, Tim Williams, um, he so came second overall, so it's no no easy beat, that's for sure. No, there's no easy week in this comp. Yeah, well, I mean, if you were up against Brent, you would have had a win because he got sub-1,000. <laughs> well, I was, I was kind of in the middle of the pack. I was around about... Ninth for the round or something like that. So that's, that's not too bad. I should hopefully hold ranks. Yeah. I've had a pretty rough week with the 9.87. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, there's been some, some... We've got a good mix in there of how some people that have had a good week and some that have not. I look like uh, on the live ladder, I'm going to go up into ninth, which is... I'm, I'm happy with that. Because I was down around the 15, 16. I was down towards the bottom. But three wins in a row helps big time. Yeah, well... I was up at the top, and now I'm, I've dropped down to 14th. Mm. Oh, I think I was second after about five rounds or something. Yeah. Well, that's it. As soon as you start down. getting... Ooh. You get some hard matchups, and it's tough because you get... I, I think I had, you know, at the start, I had three back three in a row losses, and now I've had three in a row wins. So, you know, you, you yeah. just... It's a tough comp. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see where we go up this week, you know... Um, in the ranking or up or hold or will, it'll be interesting but um i've had a big win and um 
you you got yourself up against one hell of a bloody competitor in the Kuma Stallions. So, yeah. mm. all right. Um, now, yeah. Uh, this week, the one of the main reasons I want to have you on the show is to talk about strategy. I'm doing a little bit of a strategy chat every pod, and I think that now it's a lot of 17 and finish the year chat. I just wanted to talk to you about some names of people that I've heard discussed for bringing in, who the popular ones are, who the, you know, some left field ones. And I want you to give me a ranking, your opinion on them, a 10 being, yes, they're a gun and, or an awesome option. And, and obviously down to one for ones that are no good. Um, I've put a line through a couple myself personally this week. Like I put a line through Lolo and I decided to go with CHN instead. At 56 with the yeah. with with a HIA in there, I think it was a, a pretty successful buy. Um, but anyway, I'm going to fire them through, and you can just rank for me what you think. You know, on them on merit, like it'll it'll be all things like price, their run, would you carry them home? You know, whatever, whatever you yeah. whatever. It's just how how it feels to you why mm-hmm. they'd be that score. Um, all right, so yeah, the first one big anyone that I'm bringing in is. A run home pick. We yeah. trade down to that AR. I, I'm not really looking at many people at all that I'm going to have to trade out again, which is exactly why I picked up Tupo last week instead of AJ because I was more hesitant about AJ as a long term pick, whereas Tupo, I, I want him for the run home anyway. So I just got him straight away. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's one of those long plays, you know, like I took AJ and it was just a, I just, on the matchup, I felt like there was tries. And I saw their run and I thought there's 500 points there. Now, I might, over the next run, AJ may not even get a run in my team. He might be my fifth center wing, you know, and I could just play him on matchup. But that's just the the decisions that people need to make. Do you want someone rock solid? Like, I had Laurie in my center wing that I played this week for 21. You know, Tupu's 60 base. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I sold Nofaluma, but um, yeah, so, you know, I definitely see the merit. I think you'll see the, the benefit of bringing in someone like Tupu. And I, I, I still think, I think I'd rather bring in Tupu than Ramian maybe. But we're going to talk about a name after the Wade Graham, you know, HIA, who I think could even be better. <laughs> yeah, but um, all right, so Tohu, have you got Tohu? I don't have him yet. He has always been someone that I'm like, should I get in this week, should I not? Uh, but then I always think... Oh, he's not going to put 140 on me. I'm, he's not going to hurt me to not have him yet. I'll get him later. Mm. And I say that every single week. Yeah. And the last two weeks, he's actually pulled out a couple of 50s. So mm. that's kind of thrown a bit of a concern at me and to a degree. But then again, it could just mean that he comes down to 550k yeah. around about that round 17 mark. So yeah, I think he's he... definitely something. Yeah, I think people so are... at some point. Yeah, so what do you reckon? Is he a 10 or 9 or 8? Would Do you think he's essential for round 17 in the run home? Well, that's, that's a, like I said, he's someone that is a reliable player and the fact that most teams are going to end up with guys like Gus and Fafita who can go and score that really big score, then you partner them with a Tohu in the back row and then you've got your couple of your half, Pengai, IPAP, all of those guys in the front. Yeah. You've got a pretty solid pack there going home. Yeah, and I mean, so, so I think he's uh, I'm probably not going to get him this week still, just to kind of see how his break even goes, and I want to see another good game from him first. I think. 
Yeah, I think he's probably an eight. I, I, his average for the year is 77, but his three-run average is 65. He, he got 56 and had a B of 100-plus this week. So I don't think he's... I think there's other things that could become more important because you've got to prioritize BEs and who you bring in. Like last week, I could have brought in Suwali and just taken advantage of the low BE and then he was going to make the money. But I really wanted to get in um, AJ because I thought he could turn up. And I went CHN because I just needed numbers. And, you know, there was that... I was up in the air about whether Suwali played. Yeah. Uh, Cody Walker. I own Cody Walker. I got him fairly early. I did start with, I think, Moylan and Watson or something in that 5-8 spot and eventually moved Moylan to Cody Walker. Moylan hasn't gone and he hasn't scored 100 yet mm. all season. But mm. his consistency has been really good. He's yep. only had that one dub game for Melbourne. I don't count any scores against Melbourne. Mm. Um, I didn't play him that week. So lucked out there. But yeah, great buy, great run. Someone can carry right through to the end. Um, nine, ten. Yeah, I think you think about the potential too of people like you might have Tohu, but he can't be a nine, ten over Walker because Walker's someone that you could VC or C in the buy, you know, because he's the one that gets you the he's big score. Has the ability to put on a one fifty game. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see one or two if I can, if I can get him, but I think he's. I think that Tohu and Walker. Have got to be some of your big targets if you, because I mean, if you've got a Mado, you might as well make a Tohu because they both average seventies, you know, or, or close. Yeah, Mado's minutes. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I, I think to, Tohu's important. Um, Lolo, I'm not interested. Me neither. But with the minutes he's not having much impact. Yeah, um, I, I just think it's the a miss for this year, and he may be a bargain for next year. Yeah, and I think the PPM even is down, so I'm going to put him as a a four or five because I mean I think you know like in the buy there's every chance that Schuster could outscore Lolo. Like you know like you don't need everyone just it's pedigree and 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 the past, but you don't need Lolo. Uh, Ramian he bung out a forty nine this week. What do you think of Ramian? He's on a bit of a good run. I I've been a convert of Ramian this year. Having a look at his number last week for the season, his base and power is way up there. Yeah. Like into the 50s in base and power. Yeah. He had 69 in base and power last week. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's massive numbers. And look, he hasn't had that before, but with the new way the game's being played, he looks like he's busy. He's busting tackles. And the, it's the tackle bus that really get those up there so yeah he does kind of what Fafita does like in that first contact with someone that he always bumps them off there's a tackle break and look he is injury prone but you know like I mean we bring in players and we cop in injuries left right and center you've got to factor that into your year so I think you know of the, there's options for center wing for the buy and run home you've got you know your AJs you've got your Tupus you've got Ramians you may even have you know, the big beast, Talakai, you know, like, I think that those are uh, fair options, and I would, I'd put Ramian at a seven, I think that, you know, yeah, yeah Ramian and Tupu, you could go one or the other, I think the Tupu's safer. 
I'll probably be getting Remy in this week. Yeah. Um, have a look at that. They don't play anyone in the top eight until the last round. Round twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, SJ, what do you think of SJ? I, I think it's goodbye, and I would probably buy him if I had a spot available in the half. Yeah. But who have you? I've got Cody Walker and Schuster in the half in the five-eight spot, mm. and I have held Schuster this long because I plan on playing him in seventeen. Yeah. I don't want to go and do a sideways trade. Like, yeah, SJ might score a little bit more, but I've held Schuster for that reason. I would have sold him four weeks ago if I was planning on getting Johnson. Yeah, I'm going to hold... Uh, and in the half, I've Cleary and Hughes, so I've got no Yeah, reason. yeah. I've got I've got Cleary and Burton, so that's perfect for me across to SJ. Two seventies in a row. Yeah, beautiful trade. I love yeah. that trade. So I'm going to say SJ is an eight. I think he's going to... It looks like seventies... He may not be the 100-plus scorer, but he's kicking goals. They've got a, a really easy run. And if you've been carrying Burton, you got that free gift of 100 this week when he was one at half time, <laughs> And you take the points and run. Um, Alex Johnson, so you skipped uh, AJ. What do you give him for I a think, score? Um, I, I still think he's a good buy. Uh, I think he's a, someone who will go on a run. He's going to score a mountain of tries. I just get scared of people that have no base. Um, if you're going to score a try and not crack 50, that concerns me. Yeah. Um, but having said that, that left side of South is ridiculous. And I may even pull my own hair out in trading in this week mm-hmm. and having just that initial rise. But like, he's got two hundreds and he's rolling average now. It's broken. It's going to be minus 50 or something. Yeah, well, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, you just got to do it this week. Yep, I think you do. So if you're going to do it, you've got to do it this week. I think AJ is like a seven as as well. Um, I think you just got to... Yeah. Whether you're going to keep him or not. Yeah, and and you know that next week it could be me here saying, well, I got 1,100 this week because AJ got 15. And you can say, well, Tupu yeah. turned up. And that's just the way it's going to be yeah. when you have yo-yos and roller coasters like AJ. I just... The ride that they're on at the moment, South with their run... I think he's a fair buy, and you can play him for the next the next matchups. And you know the biggest thing for AJ I'll is until five minutes before Roosters kick off. Yeah, oh, I'm getting two points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two, there was only. Well, I mean, I think he got double his score, but you do need those three tries to get there. But as soon as I the how well Luai went in Origin, I knew that Walker would be in the team as long as Walker's in the team. AJ is going to get tries, so I just felt more confident with it. Um, Tupu, uh, you brought him in. I think he's an eight. I think he's he's um, yeah everything yeah everything you want out of um, Nofaluma. You could you're basically getting that from Tupu, but way more reliable. Yep, he runs. He's run back meters. He's target in the air. His base is really good, and he's like. You know, everyone lamenting how Nofo's going this year. Tupu is your Nofo this year. Get him. He, he, he's he's and Josh solid. Josh knows how to pass the ball. Mm. Yep. Whereas, uh, Tommy Talat runs back in. He does a Wonga Blake on Nuffalima oh. every single time he gets the ball. It's kill, killed him. Yeah. Um, Takiaho, he was a late scratching. I'm really worried about his injuries, and I'm not going to be bringing him in the yeah. front row. Uh, what do you it, think? It, it, would be, it would be as a third front row backup option. Yeah. Just because he's so cheap. Yeah. Um, but you'd want to play another game first before that. Buy. 
Yeah, so I mean, it would be a it would be a downgrade option right on round seventeen for me. So yeah. I'd sell someone, get a little bit of cash out of that, to then use that cash and upgrade another position or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if you got someone that would score but, you fifty, what a great price. Yeah, if you get someone Maybe. who get you fifty in the buy for three hundred thousand, I I don't know. I just I've got you Tikamano and Linu there, and I'm going to try to sell one and then upgrade the other one to and have my third front rower being Adam Fanua Blake or someone like that. You know, just someone who has the potential to go a hundred, which you don't see from Takiyahu anymore. Yep, for sure. Suwali is he still a buy for people? He obviously is going to be up into the low two hundreds now. He's going to go up a little bit, but his break even is still going to be low, and he's going to be playing the Bulldogs in 17. It looks like Robbo's trying to get him game time now anyway. I, I think he's a good buy. I'd, I'd be having him up in the 8-9 mark. So yeah, I mean, the pro- the price is right. Play 30 minutes. He's not going to come off the bench and play 15 minutes and be an AE issue. Yeah. So if he's playing, he's going to be playing 80 minutes and getting the score. So it, it's a pretty safe pick. That's right, because he doesn't become an AE. He'll go out of the team if he's not in the team. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, CHN, I, I was happy with the buy. Uh, 56 points. He looks good out there. The Raiders had a good good win. Um, he's going to get 80. I think his position in the team is settled. And I think that was pro- that would probably be 70 points from him if he didn't get that HIA. 65, 70. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think yeah, he's an. I, agree. I think he's an eight. I think he's above Lolo as a buy because he's got that super coach friendly game. He may not get your big yeah. hundreds, but I mean, I think he's his wheelhouse is about forty to eighty, but he'll probably get you sixty fives. Yeah. You know, um, Schuster. Yeah. I'm going to hold Schuster. Um, I think I he's. I got him the first game he was playing before everyone else got him, and he pushed out a ninety in that. I know. First that was, one. Almost, almost move of the year. <laughs> almost move of the year there. But, I mean, look, I've heard a r- rumor that he's not even going to be back next week. They reckon next week might be a... So, as long as you can get him back for 17. But having Cleary and Toto and uh, a few others back this week will um, be able to buffer that. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, it's a trade that you don't have to make because if you've already got him in your team, just hold him. And he he's someone who he can get you five weeks away. Yeah. He can get you seven he can get you seventy in the buy. He's that kind of player. Uh Garrick, he had a, he tunned up this week playing fullback, kicks goals. He's just killing it. It's unbelievable. Mm. I, a, it, I didn't get him a few weeks ago. And I sold Tharp at this same moment because of the, the no turbo factor in quite a few games coming up. Yeah. So round 14, we expect turbo not to be there. I didn't think Garrett was going to go back to fullback. But no turbo means Tharp and Garrett are not going to have those attacking stats. There's going to be no turbo in round 17, which is... Again, he's probably going to play fullback now. Yeah, so, you'd think so. Anyway. But I mean, um, is he still... Uh, that scared me, not having Turbo in for those games. Mm. And yeah, look, he's still killing it, but he's very expensive. He's expensive. Yeah. I find that hard to justify. Yeah, I but think so. If you afford it, and you, if, you're, if your team's pretty stacked up and you've got the cash to splurge, then he's a great buy. Yep. I mean, some people are going to be flush with cash if they sell Heinz or whatever, and... If you want someone who's going to play fullback in the buy, I mean, Garrick, you could buy him. But, yeah, I think he might be a bit expensive. I'm going to put him as a six or seven. I think 
there are great options in 17 in the center wing, you know, and yeah. I think you can get someone at a better price. Saab, I mean, Saab without Turbo, he's not, I, I, I rank him down because he's already I mean, made his I, money. I, I have him as a two. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be buying Saab. But w- would you uh, hold but him? If you have him now, if you've held him through to this point, I, I feel like you, you're going to hold him through to 17. Yeah. There's and I mean, no you may just get 20 off him. He's already lost a stack of cash this week. Yeah. I mean, if you've got Saab, you hold him. But I, if anyone is thinking about buying him, you're crazy because it was just the luck of it was luck that he got up to where he was because the turbo was so good. But you can't get him buy him for seventeen because there's no turbo. Uh, Sam Walker, I mean, Sam Walker, I sold him at a high price to go down to Burton, but I wouldn't buy him because even though he got a what did he bang out this week a sixty odd, but he's done yeah, a shoulder. And that was with two tries, this and a try. Yeah. So, I mean, he can, he's the kind of player that you you will naturally be scared of him if you're up against someone in the bye that has sure. him because he can go big. Um, especially when Teddy's not in there. The They're playing the Panthers in the Storm the next two games. Yeah. And I think the injury is like he hurt his other shoulder, you know, and he's all iced up in the sheds. And I, for a, a bye... what made him so huge. In the round thirteen buy, yeah. So for a buy, I th- yeah, buy wise, I think he's a four five. If you've got him, I think he's a solid hold, and you know you hope for the, one of those big ones in the buy. And if you can avoid having the plane for the next two games, then that would be a bonus. Yeah, game. that would be because it's a tough matchup. All right, here are some of my pod targets. Just people that have meant, been mentioned to me, and you can just be. We go real quick on these mm-hmm. ones. Uh, RTS, I've heard some lunatics saying they're going to bring RTS, but he's not even playing fullback when Walsh is in the team. Yeah, he's not, well, actually, having said that, Harris DeVita just got busted, so... Um, Maybe they play Walsh at Walsh in the halves. go into the halves and leave RTS at fullback. So, I, I don't hate it, hate it, but he's not someone that I want to keep, so I'm not looking at him. Yeah, and I mean, you're not going to, you don't want to run RTS to the end, so you've got to be flush with trades if you want RTS. Uh, Nick Arima. Just before I go to that, yeah. I've got Turbo and Hines at fullback. And if Pappenhausen's back this week, I'm turning Hines into Pappenhausen. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Hines is going to drop cash massively if he's not starting. Yep. And I'll, I'll just lock in my final fullback gun. Yep. So it doesn't leave room. No, for RTS. I mean, and also, I mean, you'll get Hines for this week because the next round is for round 15 and they say Paps will be back uh, 16. So you could, if you wanted to hold Hines, you could go. But yeah, I don't think you can be... I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing that trade fullback strategy. But for me, I've got Turbo and it's just going to be Pat. I'm going to be turning... I've got Gutho. I want to be turning Gutho to... You know, but Gutho's doing a pretty good job at the moment. All right, um, Nick Arima. So obviously CHT is injured. Would you go a pot on him if you were carrying like a Hughes? Would you go to Nick Arima? He's actually done pretty well this year. Done really well. He's very up and down though, which is my worry. You get those weeks where he's going to pull a twenty, and another one where he pull a hundred. And the other issue is that Walsh has been taking a lot of his um, stats when he's playing, so that would be a worry for me. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure how good their run is. I think it might not be too bad yeah. now. So it, it's a good pod play. I don't mind it if you've got a spot to spare in that position. Yeah, I mean, like someone like me who has Burton, if you don't want to go to an SJ, you could go to a Nick Arima. 
you know, if you really wanted to. Tapper, uh, Marty Tapao in the front row. I mean, a lot of us, I've got, I've got fucking the moustache. Uh, I don't know why I bought him. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Gillard. But he's held his, like, <laughs> he gets 50s, you know, but he, he's a, I've, I can just go him across to an AFB or a Tapao or a Thompson without too much trouble, you know. And yeah, I think Thompson's a bit... That as, a, as another front, front row option. But they're probably all in a similar sort of bracket. Probably Thompson ahead just due to pure consistency. Yeah, well, that's right. So, I mean, I think that on that point, you'd have to have to power like a six, you know, because the team is never better when there's no Tommy in there. And, you, you know, if you're looking for someone for 17, Thompson, they're on the bottom of the ladder and he plays the same every week. It's just 60, yeah. 70. So... Uh, yeah, Satili Sati- Tupanua, obviously his position is a lot stronger now with the retirement of Boyd Cordner. Yeah, he's definitely someone I'll be looking at. Um, now with Cordner confirmed not coming back, Yeah, which was always concerned. That, that was why I didn't buy him when he was 350k, because there yeah. was always the, oh, Cordner's going to be back for around 12, was he supposed to be back originally, something like that. Yeah, so, well, yeah, that was always my concern. But now, I tell you, he's got a got a mullet score this week. Yeah, thirty six this week in eighty minutes. That happens every now and then, but he his attacking upside is good up there as well. So, yeah, and he can score a try. Yeah. I think he's a fair target because. You know, you just think of people with the potential to score well, and you keep him as a fifth. I mean, as a yeah, like a fifth. Well, he's got. Satili and Harawira Nira as fourth and fifth back rowers, you're, you're sitting pretty comfortable. Yep, and you just go with like a nice... Now, now some real left field ones. Uh, drink water. He seems to have no. stepped it up, but <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I, someone mentioned to me drink water and showed some scores, and I was like, yeah, he's going all right, but he said he's got some real shit house games in him too. Yeah. And I don't think if yeah, you're not even upgrading if you're going anyone to to drink water because. He's fullback and halves, isn't he? Fullback, five, eight, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think you need him. I think he's a five or four. Yeah, probably four. Rapana, um, he's moved, it looks like, to the other side, and he didn't really have a superb game this week. And he's had a pretty high price because he's gone pretty well. Yeah, he had been going really well, and he did really well when you traded me. Uh, him to me in drafted. <laughs> that's probably weeks ago. I had three uh, three centers on the bench yeah. in a row now, uh, which has um, brought him back down to earth a little bit. And having said that, the the Raiders runs not too bad. Too, I think, yeah, I just don't think I, I don't think you need to get Rapana at his price when you could get, you know, uh, I don't know an AJ who can get you five four tries, or you go a Ramian, who's got the tackle bust ability in that, you know, like there's just other options that, yeah, same. Um, that Matt Tomoko, I think he's going to hold his spot. He, he's he's powerful and he ran through for a try. He's in low 200s. Low 200s, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting option. Um, I've got um, Suwali and Aramea as my sixth, seventh center wingers. So if I'm Flush for cash and <laughs> want to do a little switchy from Aramea to Tomoko. Yeah, you could. Nice. Yeah, and I mean, what did he score this week? 
he, he got a good score. He got a try, but he, he was tackle busting and he got... Where is he? I've got him on here. Well, I mean, they say indefinitely, but I mean, I just think Tomoko's been on the radar for um, the Raiders for a long time. They've He's had a lot of raps on him, and he's come in, and he just, you know, we didn't look weak in the on the edges. The, you know, this week we looked strong with Chris and Tomoko, um, and I just think he's the future. I think he's going to um, hold his spot. I don't know what he scored. Oh, yeah, 83 he scored this week. So yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, he's just a bit of a left fielder. If you've got two hundred, yeah, two hundred k or something like that. Uh, Manu, I saw someone really good who uh, I play against in head to heads brought in Manu. Seems like a bit of a Manu when he plays fullback choice. Yes, well, he's historically not ever been good for super coach. Uh, everyone rates him as the best center in the game, but. In terms of Supercoach, it's the Cooper Cronk syndrome. It just doesn't translate. When he plays 5-8, when he plays fullback, he gets more involved and can start putting on some of those assists, but how often is he going to do it? Yeah. So you can bring someone in who's going to be a play for maybe three games. Yeah, and I mean, he might play fullback in the bye, but then you've got to have him there playing in the centre where he's never been Supercoach friendly, unless you trade him out. But how many trades has everyone got? Like... He's not yeah, a buy. I'm in 14 minutes and I'm scraping the barrel already. Yeah, so, I mean, some people brought him in as a play, obviously, when the matchups were good a couple of weeks ago, where he was getting picked in 5-8 and he had some, you know, fullback games, and you get one more good fullback game out of him. So, I think all of the what you would have brought him in, if, yeah, if you had him, if you if you're smart enough to get him a few weeks ago for most of the good that's already happened, good on you. But you don't buy him now. Yeah. He's a three. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be some other names I've got here. Uh, Koloa Matangi was he was in Origin, you know, on the edge, you know, of the, of the team, and you know, yeah, I, I don't see him playing Origin. I, I see him still being available for seventeen, um, and he's had some pretty good scores. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's had some pretty low ones in there too. Yeah, sort of thirty in. Yeah, um, not the worst. A bit of a left field Moki option. Yeah. Yep, Thompson we talked about in the front row, sort of him to power AFB. I think he's the best of all of them, really. He's just so reliable. Thompson is the number one front row forward option for the buy. Yep. Um, Campbell Graham, he was there in Origin Camp as well. Yeah, he was in camp. He was 19th man, one injury, and he'll be fit. So if you're going to go fork in, you'd be looking at that. Around seventeen mark, but realistically, he plays on the right side. Yeah, which not the side that gets the ball. Yeah, uh, Reese Walsh. A lot of people. I had some people that were saying to me, "I will be bringing in." I was selling Hines to Reese Walsh for the round seventeen. There's been rumours that he might go into Origin. Yeah, I, I don't see him going to Origin. I don't great. think they should be putting him in Origin no. either. But I mean, if he does come back in, he's going to go into five eighth. And fullback is a better proposition for him if you're going to bring him in. Yeah, he's probably better at fullback because he's going to be getting that one man wider and getting it on each side rather than being stuck on a side. On, on a side, yeah. yeah. And He'll get more base and tackles and that sort of thing as well. But, yeah, uh, it, he's only available at fullback. Yeah, that's right. So you're going to... Uh, I'm not playing yeah. that position. Yeah, and I mean, I don't. I think you know, if you wanted to get somebody who could get you a ton in the 
in the round 17 and you might be able to run home with him. If you're really, you know, if you're down in 12,000 or whatever and you want to just do a, a, a play, a pod play, I think he could be a 6-7. He's definitely got uh, the ability to turn up just yeah. for the talent yeah, look, of him. Look, if, if Pappenhausen doesn't come back, if he has an extended run off and you've got an extra trade to go and throw in, then, yeah, he's a smoky you can have a crack at. But I, I'm looking at getting players that I want to keep and I'm not going to keep all yeah, and that's right. So when I'm bringing him in, like I brought in AJ and CHN because I was like, look, I, I can hold them. And if I've got to play, if 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 I get injuries or restings, I can play AJ if I have to. And otherwise I'll keep yeah, him on the sure. bench and probably not play him, you know, in the in the tougher matchups. Um, yeah, um, Curran, a lot of people held him through the injury, but would you buy him? He's still in the 300s, I think. It's not terrible. I mean, I put him if in the same... Does he? Yeah. He, he played, went off the bench in the game when he got injured or... Yeah. He was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, play, he started at lock so, this week. The back row just changes so much. I it does. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, and I mean, it can't be good for anyone else on the bench once AFB gets back to fitness because he's going to command some pretty good minutes. So, but if you've got him, I think he's... A, you, you was, it was great. You showed great oh. patience to hold him. Enjoy him in round 17 because he can get you good points. But I wouldn't buy him. I'd rather buy Kaloa Matangi or CHN. You know, like players that are getting good minutes. And... Oh, I'd, I'd rather a Satili or CHN. Yep, yep. Uh, Savs on the on the, on the the Supercoach experience was like big on Montoya. I, I don't get that. I have never looked at a Montoya score <laughs> in my life. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what Montoya got this week. Twenty-eight, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I really hope Saves didn't bring in Montoya because that's fucking crazy. But uh, I would not buy him for round seventeen. I don't rate him. I mean, at his price, like I'd rather get Tomoko. Like you know, Montoya has never shown anything in Supercoach to me. Uh, I had CHT in there, but he's a write-off for the rest of the year. They say with that injury. Uh, Ronaldo Mulitalo, what do you think of him? He's a, he loves a try. That, that's not a bad option, actually. Yeah. Um, which side is playing at the moment, though? Um, that's a good question. He's playing left, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he's moved over to the right. Yeah. And where's Katoa? How far away is he? I don't know. That's a good question. So that he's. I guess when Katoa comes back, it's probably Tracy that's going to go off the wing because Mulatalo was there already. Yeah, and he's he's like um, Origin standard. You know, you could, you could play Origin feasibly. If, you know. Yeah. Well, look, Mulatalo's been scoring quite a few tries yeah. of late, and the Sharks have a pretty good run. So yeah, and he loves it. He loves a try. He's a competitor. I like him. So I mean, I, yeah. in the scores, I mean, like at the same price, you got Ronaldo. You've got um, uh, Ramian, and you've got um, you know the big beast Talakai. I'd probably kind of prefer them than Ronaldo, but you know maybe Ronaldo could be a pod for people and who can get you a bag some tries. Ronaldo's going to go up about eighty k this week. Yeah. Yeah. Minus nine break even for this week's game. You got a eighty four. Yeah. So. He's gonna. What's his price? Because he's gonna go up then and probably get. 
about 400k. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can't quite afford getting up to a Tupu, you know, like Ronaldo yeah. could, could be a little pod for you. Talakai, obviously, we want to see what happens with um, the selections because Tatik Wilton was a good cheapie, yeah. and, but he's been outside of the 17. He hasn't even been in the, in the 17. Yeah, well, he's been kind of dropped out since Talakai's return. So, yeah. obviously, put Talakai in my mind. Um, yeah, if Talakai's playing on that edge and is guaranteed to still be on that edge by around 17, then I'll definitely be looking at that. Yeah, he could be a late play for me. I could just hold someone like Olam and do it for like not a lot, you know, to Talakai, you know? Yeah. He'd be a good person. Yeah. Yep. I don't mind him. I think if he's picked and you could watch him for two more weeks or whatever, we'll just say you just play the B E game and you have a look at him because his role has been so poor, like once he starts getting eighty, he'll go you'll you'll get be able to get him before he goes to a high price. Um Break even and scored 30. 34. Yep. So the price so is going to be good. Lumping for a couple of weeks. So yeah, he'll be a, a nice look around that round six. Yep. So nine. keep keep eyes on him. Uh, a lot of people went Tane Milne because he's beaten out. You know, it seems like he beat out Josh Mansell for that edge spot. But we know it's the it's not the good edge. And he got Tane got a shit out score. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did look at it. His dual positioning is nice between second row and centre wing, but he's on the wrong side, and I just can't go and get another AE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if you if you were like, I mean, if you were downgrading people, and you're like, well, I need to get Milne because now he's two hundred. I, I reckon a little Ado's tip is to go someone like Tomoko because at two hundred. Yeah. He's yeah, I think he's going to hold his spot, and I think he is going to score well every week. You know, I think he's a little goer. Um, yep. Simmonson, I, I've had Simmonson all year, but I've been looking to get rid of him. I even on my list of people that I was holding for round seventeen, I didn't even count him. He was always going to be sold. I was going to cull him. Yeah. But now at fullback, he just yep. bung out a hundred and looked dynamic. He looked amazing. Yeah. And. He was on my radar. He fit. He didn't even look like he broke a sweat because he's ultra fit. He played in rugby sevens and he just, he was so, the energy levels and even his ball play, lots of attacking stats in that, in that, those points. I mean, he... As for the fact that I've got the Dragons, the Titans, and then Manly without Turbo and DCE the next three games. Yeah. He's staying at fullback, playing even half as good as that. He's going to be safe as a minimum. Yep, and has a a as a um, higher option. So yeah, I, I think he's a very interesting pick if he stays there. And I mean, everyone is like, like and everyone's like, um, you know, I sold Simmonson. I'm not going to bring him back in, but you sold Simmonson the winger. I sold him. Yeah, that's Simmonson the winger. It's different when they're he fullback. Well, be a different person and being brought in to play fullback and then scored a ton in his first game. Yep. If you hadn't seen him before and he played that game on the weekend, no one would have any reservations about buying him this week. So he's going to go to into the early 300s this week, but people are happy to grab Manu, you know, and you've got Simmonson who's going to play fullback most likely probably for the rest of the year, right up close to the end. Well, so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, like 
Oh yeah, I mean he's always had it. I, when he came in, I knew he was not going to get a, in ahead a bit of of um of C and K, but he wanted to play fullback, and he came. He was always touted as a fullback. He has a great broken field running game, and he's got a bit of ball play in him. He's fit as a fiddle too, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the biggest things you need to be a fullback. Yeah, I like it. Um, Jmos, he he's been quietly averaging pretty well, and I don't know what I his price is. And as much as he's been averaging fairly well, he still worries me every week. Um, <laughs> and this week was the week where it comes to fruition and he pulled out a 22. Yeah, all right. Um, so Those low scores, he's pretty consistent, but those low scores are there and he doesn't have 150 games in. Nah, he's not He's not the BMOS like, finisher type. At where he's playing in the in the center there, he's reliable. But I think why would you get him when you oh, with the options available? Um, I just yeah. put a little sneaky yeah. JWH in there. He's played eighty minutes the last two games, and he's in the four hundreds. What did he score? Uh, seventy nine, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, seventy. Yeah, that's not bad. And last week he got seventy four. Yeah. So. If the end's just under the, around the point nine mark, that's not too bad. Yeah, so some people and, who might have a um, have a who's the other the Penrith bloke up in the front row who seems to be coming back. Up. Yeah, oh, or uh, or the um, the big fella, the Kiwi. You know what's his name? JFH. No, that's yeah, yeah. James Fisher Harris. You know, maybe you go across. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got a JWH, and I don't think surely he's not going to play eighty minutes every week. It's maybe just because no, well, yeah, he didn't play the last game, so I think, but they they're, they're, they're 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 a little bit on, so he's probably still going to play decent minutes. Yeah, I don't see him playing eighty minutes week. I think he's a front rower mm. that is going to get sixty minutes, which not a lot of front rowers yeah. get. Yeah, and he goes at a point per minute, so you probably get sixty out of him for the rest of the year at four hundred. That's just a bit left field, but. I mean, I yeah, just it just it was not one that I'd looked at before. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess that risk is the minutes because he the minutes that the Roosters get managed pretty evenly. Everyone yeah. kind of gets a couple of games where they play big minutes and then they'll play a couple of thirty-five minute games and kind of stuff themselves, which was always the Chapiaho issue at the start of the year as well. Yeah. You play a seventy minute one week and then thirty minutes the next, so it kind of evens itself out. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, the options that I'm going to take in the front row, Thompson, uh, AFB, you know, I could go a JWH, but, or a Takeaho, but I just think that Thompson's the guy. You know, you can just plug and yeah, play. I don't, think Thompson, I don't think you need any of those other guys. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're not going to hurt you if you don't have them, which is another thing to really think about. Yeah. Um, if, it, if you... Have, can save a trade and just not get one of those guys, that's not going to hurt you that much. Yep, exactly. And uh, the last name that I have on there who had a wow of a game on the weekend and had a huge start to the game where he scored very well, uh, Ikevalu. I don't mind him. Yep. Yep, I like it too. Uh, from it, with the two games coming up, like I just bought two phones. Yep. But I, I see him as a, a base guy anyway, so even when it's a tough game, I expect him to get a 50, just in hit-ups, tackle-bust, off Yeah. So, Valo, I'm not 
I don't think his base is as high. I think it's still okay. Yeah. What did he have this week? Not like 10 tackles this week and 30 points in runs. Yeah, and it's, I think so, he... Yeah, he He's probably just yeah. He's probably just tricking people a little bit because he's got a he's got a, a three round of forty two and a, and and his average for the year is fifty five. So this game he's had a wow of a game, but generally speaking, not forties and maybe fifties. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, so you uh, for the round seventeen, what sort of numbers are you looking at doing? I know that. For you, you went in lower than I did in round 13, numbers-wise? I had 12 in round 13, but a lot of those 12 really muffed out. They were, I had a terrible week, and like I got to the 12 and thought, oh, that's, that's okay, I can handle that. I even used one of my trades in round 13, just a while, I brought Diwali in that yeah. week yeah. to um, let them cash up and be ready for the next week. And... Yeah, I lost 3,000 ranks. I went from 2,000 to 5,000, 5,500, I think, yeah. after that one week. So I kind of really got stung. So I, I kind of feel like I need to go at round seven a little bit more to kind of cover that a little. Yeah, and but I think I that's... I don't want to use up all my trades and get people that I don't want to keep. Yeah, um, I think it's really... really looking at that now. Yeah, it's really interesting thing you point out there. I think if you sucked in round 13 and things didn't go your way, you're almost obliged to go, even if it's a little bit extra. Like for me, I'm going to go into round um, 17 with probably 10 or 11 max. I don't need any more because I think the people I'm keeping and I'm happy with, I've written down names of who I'm willing to have out of all of that list and it's 11 max. I I don't want to run home with any more than that. So for me, 11 is it. But I think if you are making ground and you feel like you need to go higher, maybe you need to sell, you know, someone that you would have wanted to keep, like a Hughes or whatever, and go a little harder at 17, maybe go 12, 13, you know, like maybe. Well, look, I think the way I'm kind of looking at it is I'll go as hard as I can without destroying what I've got. So one thing that did sting me in the end, it was a good move at the time, is I sold Watson for Harry Grant about four weeks before Origin. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Harry Grant is going to score more in these four games and not play that buy round than Watson is going to in the five round. Yeah. And then Harry got 100 that first week and I was bouncing off the wall, um, stoked. Uh, that was the week that I, I played RMA that week for 17 and did bench Laurie for 117. So that kind of brought me back to it. Uh, but that week was a good week and then Harry gets injured and then I'm I'm still carrying Harry. Yeah. So I've got another decent score on him this week. Thankfully he backed up because I was up the creek without him. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was, I got Grant to save a trade later. So for me, I was not going to go and then trade Grant out again to a cheese to then sell the cheese back to Grant again. So I'm using two more trades when I got him in the first place to save trade. Yep. Yeah. And I think, I like for me, everyone's like, oh, well, I'm going to bring in 10 people. I've got two for the round um, 17. I'm going to bring in 10. Great. But I, uh, you've got 13 trades left and you want to get for feeder, perhaps, and you don't have Grant. 
You know, like, so I think for me, I've saved three trades. I'll probably save two in, in the super buy round. I can get to my numbers because I had the benefit this, I, I made the decision to, well, I wasn't counting Schuster and I wasn't counting Simmonson. So I've essentially got two more for the buy. I've got four now because I'm going to keep him. And then I can do six trades and I, I, I'm just going to pick, like David, after he scored this week for feeder, he's going to come down to a really good price. Like for him. He immediately after that round become a round 18 pickup. Yeah. I was looking at buying him potentially this week. If for some reason both uh, Pat was named and I wasn't confident that he was going to go well, I could have gone Hines to Fafita instead and then just waited for Pat to kind of settle in or something like that. But look, with his low score, he's going to come down in price. I'll be looking to get him after the buy, but I'll already have Pat hopefully before the buy. Meaning that Fafita is the only real run-home target that I really need, which means I can save a lot of trades at that point. Yeah, and I mean, you almost, like, with, with um, Fafita going down probably in price over the next couple of weeks, you've got someone like Pap who's coming back around 16, and I don't know if he's going to go to Origin. So he will play straight after the bye, you know? And even if he does play round 7, he's going to be playing the bench anyway. Yeah, so he'll so probably back I'll up. He'll definitely back up in round 18 after that anyway. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be fine with having him. And look, for me, I've got to, I, like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm set up and I only need to get 10, 11 for, you know, for the round 17 because I want Grant. I'm, I'm running with Braley and his 50s and Watson bung out. He played 80 minutes for 36 this week. And I just, they're not the run. <laughs> they're, not the, they're not the run home options in, in, in hooker. You know, so I think... There's not many options there. So I'm happy to run with Grant and Braley all the way and just leave Braley on the time and claim if I'm short. Yeah, because you'll get 40 in tackles or whatever. But yeah, I'm going to try to get Watson as, you know, when the time is right to Grant. So, the, you know, playing and getting a fair score in, in round uh, 13 and, and, and saving trades has allowed me now to grab those three when I need to. You know, and still yeah. go well for the buy. I think you know if I was saying to people, yeah, if you, if you're, I think minimum is ten. if you don't go into round seventeen with ten, that's why I wanted to cover some of those names and options because you've got to get in with ten. You've got to be careful though with that ten. People are going to go and push hard to get ten, and they're bringing in done. Then it doesn't matter if you've got ten if you've got. Shit yeah, I think the names that we've covered there would do a job for you if you pick the right ones. There's some Duggar ones in there, but I mean Saab's a hole, but he's not a buy, you know, and things like that. But I think if you've got, and also the other thing too is you bring in ten, they can't be, you can't have ten and and seven of them are keepers and three you want to trade out again. You've got to have ten. If you bring ten, you've got to be happy to carry the ten to yeah, the end. Exactly. And look, I've still got Ryan James there, and I'll hold him for the buy. He'll get me a 40 in the buy. He's low in value. I'm not going to be able to get much out of selling him anyway, so he might as well sit there. Um, I've, I've got um, Spencer and I'm a silly in my front row role. I'll be looking at nothing out one of those. Choose yep. someone that might play that buy. That's exactly what I was looking at before you called me, was to see if I could find a dual front row, second row, nothing that might play 17. 
Yeah. And that would be my final nuff out. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I so, think so too. I've got I've got Utikamano and Lean you. So I'll be doing that, that yeah. same thing. Um, so now you think, yeah, if you've got enough now, um, you you should enough when you if you need to now to get because every trade you're making is someone I hold, someone that I can play in seventeen ideally, or if it's enough, it's someone who plays seventeen then drops away forever. It's got it. You got to make all oh, of your oh. you got to play make all of your moves now as whatever I do is I'm happy to carry it to the end. Whatever I do. If it's enough, it's going to be enough that drops out. Or a Suwali yeah. who plays or is out. You know, like those choices. Yeah. 30 minutes or he's not playing at all. Like, you, you don't want those people who are going to come on and then get, end up at the bench utility and play 15 minutes for 10 points. Yeah, which is what Heinz will end up becoming. So, sell him while he's 900. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, it was great to have you on for this little end bit and just talk a little bit of strategy. I think there's some good names in there for people, even if it covers all sorts of budgets. Um, and I think it's we're at the pointy end of the year. I think this week with my twelve forty nine, I might go up. I was in three thousand and something. I think I might get up another to, into two thousand. I'm I'm bringing on, I'm bringing yeah. it home strong. It'd probably be low two thousand if you're in the threes at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. It was good to have you on as um, guest number two, obviously, and co-creator of the Turbo Sammies. Everyone jump on the Facebook and have a look in there. A lot of banter and some people profiles and all of that. Uh, and, and Kando, Dr. Kando, thanks for coming on, mate. It was a pleasure having you. Not a problem. Glad to be here. I'll get you back again at some stage. We'll see you at the end of the year, you know. We'll see who's higher up on the ladder. Yeah, I'm still... Uh, run home strategy chat today. Yeah, all right, good. Thanks for coming. Bye, Cheers, mate. All right, well, it was Kando. Thanks for listening, everyone. You dead set bloody legends. Uh, have a good week. Uh, get ready for round 17. It's a big one. You should be making moves ready for that. And all your mind should be about 17 and run home. Who am I bringing in that I can hold to the end? Uh, have a good week, guys, and I hope you see green arrows. <laughs> Had 12.49 It's a good score in round 14 And I feel proud I brought Kando on Even though I give him a lot of shit at times He's actually a really great guy And I love you Kando Thanks for coming on My show You dead set legend